friends, we uh, hear Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, uh, the Our Father in our Gospel today. And instead of, um, I don't know, kind of going through line by line the, the elements of the Lord's Prayer, which is, of course, spiritually fruitful and just loaded with spiritual implications for our lives, that's a lot for a homily. I, I just thought I'd take kind of a, a big picture look at a couple things with regard to the Our Father. The first is the unique um, circumstance of how they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray in Luke's version of the Our Father. So we're, we're much more familiar with Matthew's version of the Our Father in the Sermon on the Mount. That's what we say at church. Um, you probably, as you heard that, you're like, that's not how it goes. Right? It's like, because we're so familiar with, with Matthew's version. And in Matthew's version, it's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, and he's, he's going on about how you shouldn't pray in order to be seen. Right? Remember, he does this thing with prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Don't blow a trumpet. Don't do it on a street corner, right? Do it in, in the privacy, right, of a, behind closed doors, he says, with prayer. And then he says, don't babble on like the, the pagans do. When you pray, this is how you are to pray. He teaches them the Our Father. Okay, so it's within the context of Jesus already giving instructions on how to pray. In Luke's version, it's really interesting it comes out of a question that the apostles have because they see Jesus praying. Right? That's the beginning of the gospel. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he got to them, they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray as John has taught his disciples to pray. In other words, they're kind of watching Jesus pray. They're watching him pray, and, and they've seen John the Baptist pray, and they know that John's taught his disciples how to pray and so they're like like what is going on right we want some of that like teach us what what describes the intimacy you have with God and out of the fruit of Jesus's prayer he says pray like this and that's what I love about Luke's version is you can almost it's the what Jesus says there is just the fruit of the prayer that he had probably just made to God alone that he's sharing with them. Yeah, this is how you pray. Right? Holy be your name. Right? Your kingdom come. Give us our daily bread. Right? Forgive us our sins as we forgive others their debts to us. Do not subject us to the final test. You can almost imagine that that's what he had been praying in his prayer time. And when they ask him to share with us how to pray, he just shares the fruits of his intimacy with God. And so the first thing I want us to recognize is that when we pray the Our Father, as rote and as ordinary and as common as we do it, we are praying with the heart of Jesus. Like we're praying his prayer. We're praying the fruit of the prayer that he probably offered to God. And if that's the content of his prayer, those of us who are baptized into his body and members of his body, like that's a beautiful prayer for us too. Like we can't go wrong using the, the fruit of the prayer that Jesus had. And so I, I don't want us to forget, you know, we say it so much. I don't want us to forget that I think what we're praying is the heart of Jesus' prayer life with his father. And we're entering into that every time we offer the Our Father. 
the second element is just that it's interesting to note that it is a structured, ordered, formal prayer. We get kind of a bad rap as Catholics, you know, that we like, like, set prayers. And we're not very spontaneous about these sorts of things. I'll tell you a story about, uh, I did, we have to do a summer in seminary, a hospital for chaplaincy. And uh, I did mine at St. B's. I was with Father Phil Smith. And it was a, it stretched us a lot this summer. The, the hospital work stretched us. But then we had these groups with other uh, Protestant uh, pastors, some already pastors, some in training. And we had to have these sharing sessions. I, if you can imagine, Father Phil loved to share his feelings with, uh, with, with everybody in these sessions. Uh, you know Father Phil. He's as German as it gets. Despite the red hair. Um, and I remember it was my first week, and I had been assigned to the heart unit, and so I walk into a room, and I was supposed to say, uh, we're here from pastoral care. Uh, is there anything we can do for you? And then we would offer to pray with them. And I remember this gentleman took me up on the offer. A lot of people, including most of the Catholics, would be like, no, we don't want to pray. But this... This guy was a Baptist, and so he's like, yeah, let's pray. And I remember, I just said the Our Father. And at the end, he said, you know, you know, Reverend, uh, that, was, that was nice. But, you know, it would have been nice if you used, you know, some of your own words. You know, you know spoke from the heart a little bit, a little spontaneously. And I, I didn't know what to do. So we, you know, talked. So anyway, I have to bring this back to the group group session. And I said, you know, I have to admit here as a Catholic seminarian, I, I prayed a formal prayer, and this guy clearly wanted a spontaneous prayer. And I don't know what to do. And I'll never forget, there was a Methodist pastor, he's up in Michigan, we've stayed friends with him. And he, he looks at Phil and I and he said, gentlemen, let me teach you how to do a spontaneous Protestant prayer. <laughs> he said, the key is, you just gotta say, Two words, two J's, just and Jesus, over and over again. <laughs> and he goes into imitating. He says, "Lord, we just uh, we just stand here before you, Jesus, and we just um, Jesus, we just uh, we just love you. You are just so just, Jesus." And he, you know, he he imitates, right? He imitates this. And he says, "Of course, there, he was mocking it lightly to say that, you know." You know, you just, you learn how to do it by doing it, right? You, you let things that come from the heart, but there's going to be things you sort of resort to, and, you know, Jays, the Jays, Justin, Jesus, and all this, Father God, and there's, and if you're involved in the charismatic movement and the Catholic prayer, so you, you know this, this, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, I've heard that kind of prayer before, you know? So anyway, I had to work on my spontaneous praying uh, throughout the course of my uh, summer in the hospital. What, what I want to reflect on from that is, is that both, right, are really beautiful. Right? The Catholic approach is, yeah, we do kind of like some structured order prayer, and there's nothing wrong with it since Jesus, um, Jesus shared with us a, a prayer that has kind of specific content. Right? But the fact that I'm, I'm suggesting that that prayer itself was probably the fruit of his own heart and his own prayer suggests that, yes, we should be able to pray. Right, just from what wells up in the heart, right? What inspires us from within, right? 
The great gift of formal prayer is when I don't feel like there's anything welling up from within, I have something to say to God. Right? Paul says we don't often know how to pray as we ought. Right? And, and sometimes I just lack content. And so I can pray the prayer from Jesus' heart, the Our Father, when I, don't, when I don't feel something welling up from within to express to God, to make petition to God. That's the beauty of it, is that we can pray with um, with inspiration from the heart spontaneously, but we also can pray with the kind of ordered, structured, formal prayer that Jesus gave us. One of the great gifts of formal prayer is that when our, I don't know, when our human faculties let us down, it's amazing how those things remain. Right? So, if, uh, you know, obviously I've been privileged to be with a lot of people as they're, um, you know, they're, they're unconscious or they're sort of lingering on consciousness and so on, and they've lost some of their faculties, and you start the Our Father or the Hail Mary, and they'll, they'll whisper it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like in them, in a deeper way, they can't, they can't often tell you who their family members are, but they can recite the Our Father with you. Right? And just think about that. The heart of Jesus is being spoken by somebody that isn't necessarily right, all there with all of their faculties. But the heart of Jesus is being prayed because it's, it's been ingrained in them. That formal prayer, which captures so much of the spiritual life, has been so ingrained in the center of their being that they can express it even when everything else seems to be falling apart. And so I want us to recover as Catholics um, kind of the both end of, of prayer, right? We don't have to be so rigid uh, about formal prayer, right? We can pray spontaneously, right? Even if it just sounds like we're saying two J words over and over again, right? But ultimately, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and we'll pray it here in, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, um, we are praying the heart of Jesus. We're, we're entering into the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus that wants his name to be holy, the heart of Jesus that wants God's will to be done. The heart of Jesus that wants to provide our daily sustenance and to trust him that he can provide for us when we don't seem to have everything that we need. His heart that seeks for us to strive for forgiveness. Right? As God has forgiven us, so we are called uh, to forgive others. And the heart that wants to help us to resist the temptations. He, he says the final test in, in Luke's gospel and Matthew, right? Lead us not into temptation. Don't let us be led to the point that we're so weak that we're going to fall into temptation, right? The heart of Jesus to help us to resist evil and sin uh, when it comes upon us. So friends, as we pray the Our Father today, let's make it just more of our own, right? And because it's our own, more of Jesus's.